Hello everyone, thanks for giving so much love to all the episodes we've heard. Uh, today we, we are with Brinda. So Brinda is the founder, co-founder of um, Centora and, uh, and a good friend of mine. So thanks for joining in today. Thank you, Lakshad. Thank you for having me here. I've been vegan beauty brand, which is a handmade and zero waste company. So first, um, how does how does a beauty brand, uh, what, what does veganism has to do with a beauty brand? Okay, um, talking about veganism and beauty brands, first of all, veganism is basically a straying away from all kinds of animal-based products okay. um, or anything derived from an animal in your products. Okay. So in the beauty industry, when we're talking about um, veganism, it's mostly straying away from any ingredient that's directly derived from an animal, say milk, like goat milk or cow's milk. Um, they have a lot of beneficial properties for the skin, but I think we can do without all these products. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that's there. And then we have honey, we have beeswax. Beeswax is a very, very popular ingredient and it's not very sustainable. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of ingredients like this. And in, a, in a cosmetics, there's a lot of uh, pigments that are uh, fetched from um animals like um it's probably fish i'm not really sure because i haven't explored this all these uh, faces but then i'm pretty sure uh, there are some brands who use ingredients derived from uh, animals okay so uh, yeah that's about a little bit about veganism in beauty beauty products so, and also one thing i'd like to highlight here is um most of the commercial brands uh if they have to like there's uh, there's this thing called animal testing where you test the products on uh, your app species that are, that are like rabbits or mice uh, to check the stability of your product. So this is a regulation mm -hmm. that all beauty brands have to comply and be compliant to if they have to sell their products in China. Okay. Uh, even though um, other countries have banned animal testing, uh, if a product has to be sold in China, which has a very big market and yeah. a lot of import export happens in China, right? Uh, so if any product has to enter China, it has to go through animal testing and that's a mandate. So with that, uh, a lot of big brands have to test it on animals because they want to sell it there. And since we don't plan on selling anything in China, we, we are obviously good. Yeah. So these, yeah, so um, these, um, yeah. which, which, uh, see, mention, um, vegan free or cruelty free uh, products. But uh, they do use plastic. So is it sustainable in a way or uh, what do you think about this? Okay, so the problem here is any resource we use for packaging is is directly directly has some kind of impact on the environment. Okay. And when it comes to shipping and, and you know, uh, making it light and okay. stuff like that, plastic is a winner. We mm -hmm. all agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Because light and then it's very um, easy to make it's very cost effective mm -hmm. so this is why plastic has become very popular in as a packaging material uh, when it comes to skincare uh -huh. but what we have to also focus on is like the end of life of the product so there are so many brands who don't care about what happens to the product or the packaging after the end of life okay. so when talking about that you have to carefully evaluate your options that are available in your country Okay. And uh, so the problem with plastic is there are, uh, they say there are recycling plants, but the brands don't emphasize on how to recycle it. And because like if it's a liquid or something or an oil stuck to the product, they won't recycle it. They'll directly send it to the landfill. Okay. So it has to be 
clean and brands don't really focus on how to dispose these product like the product packaging okay so that is the major reason why uh, plastic is not a very uh, sustainable option because it cannot be recycled if it's not yeah. cleaned properly i just can't give it for recycling like that and most yeah. of them don't accept it okay. so uh, that is one thing uh, when when it comes to plastic and also because um, it is derived from crude petroleum that's one more thing about it and when we're talking about other sustainable options like glass or as uh, aluminum or something it's important for a brand to have something like a return scheme or a refill scheme okay. which sent or offers okay. so we have some uh, like a jar return scheme and if you return to us three or more jars uh, if you return more than three jars it makes sense because the carbon footprint involved and um also with relation to like we can give them a discount just like that because we have three jars in hand so that's how so companies should kind of adopt a refill scheme or a return scheme that'll motivate them to return it back clean it and return it back or they can use it to like store their ingredients and stuff like that so that is about packaging uh, here in centora okay so can you just explain me the uh, the idea behind centora how it started and what's the motive behind starting it sure definitely so um my partner ambika and i used to be colleagues uh, we are engineers so we used to be colleagues and we were in the same team but the two of us were very very interested in experimenting stuff uh, with respect to diys we used to always exchange tips tricks and you know we both, we both had uh, um, like we both shared common interests with respect to this so this one day what happened we tried making our own lip balm and then um, we exchanged ideas about how we went through it and all that it was really fun we both enjoyed doing it and we liked how we how it was made how it was very simple uh-huh. and one thing was we noticed how brands that sell the same thing in the market have priced it way much more higher because the because the ingredients are ethically sourced and what not probably because they're natural they have their own branding and stuff like that so because of that the products were priced at least three times what we were planning to price it at okay. so we were like um if we are not ready to pay so much i don't think anyone else should be spending yeah. so much money on quality products yeah. like you cannot compromise something quality for money right and just because it's of a great quality it doesn't mean that you can scam yeah. a customer so we just um thought okay let's just start selling these and see how people uh you know uh how the, how they going to react to this okay. we thought we'll we sampled it out gave it to a couple of friends and colleagues they all really liked it it worked really fine on them the libba and after that we started trying out more products and we started going to small flea markets and selling our products okay. because of our mutual interest in making stuff together and making affordable uh, sustainable skincare mm-hmm. was a was a very important thing for us for us affordability was the key and everything else can be satisfied any by any brand um what we've seen so far but then affordability is something like say a student or somebody who doesn't make so much cash or just they they're experimental what if they want to try a lot of products and you end up spending 500 every time you buy a lip balm so that doesn't make sense yeah so we decide whatever we make it's going to be something we would pay for it like like whatever we would feel like and we started asking a few customers like how much do you think you would pay for this like mm-hmm. if i told you the benefits of this and the ingredients of it and i told you i made it how do you how much do you think you would pay for it 
so we did some analysis like that on spending you know it's important to be affordable and accessible yeah and also be transparent and um, sustainable at the same time okay so getting this message out with conversations that's how kind of it evolved okay uh so so you yeah, have um, the products are tested on animals so what happens to those animals when they the testing is done on them so um what happens generally is um these animals are caged animals and they have specimens just like how you probably want to test something on a like you'll ha- they have uh a cages and they would have had the species kept in these cages for these particular tests and they have multiple species because um so there are they uh, factor different uh, um, aspects into this so it might be something like how it feels on the skin and the toxicology report like what's the side effect of this particular ingredient on say the lungs or the eyes all these different things are tested on different species on a big scale uh-huh. so this just like it's it's probably like they're going to test one feature on a rabbit and the other feature on a mice and see how over over a period of time to see how it reacts to these and there are cases where they're very very uh, harsh and they've burnt the skin of these animals and they've died and it's been pretty toxic because when you're formulating it might happen that something goes wrong and like without um it, it's an experiment so these animals are used as a test subject for their experiments okay. so uh, what it has evolved to over a period of time is a lot of ingredients have been marked safe uh-huh. uh, or used um for a, a lot of decades now a very a lot of common ingredients used in these products have been proven safe on the skin like dermatologically uh, with on human beings and with historic test data testing it over animals but because china has a regulation they are forced to test these on animals even today so uh, how good law, how how the how are the laws uh, in india regards to animal testing uh, except china there's um, no other country that mandates animal testing and we are not supposed to be testing it on animals yeah so they're very strict about it there's there's no room for any animal testing in india at least Okay so how does vegan beauty affects um, our body and our skin Okay so the thing is there's a uh, one major difference is there's not much difference between um, a a non vegan product and a vegan product okay. it's just that we have any way a vegan um, raw material is going to be more sustainable than the animal raw material mm-hmm. because there are uh, cases where um, in a soap you will find a lot of animal fat Okay. so um the end the whole point of a soap is you need to cleanse yourself and it has to kind of moisturize example this is an example of a soap okay. and uh, with soaps what happens is there's a there's a high chance that there's a lot of animal fat mm-hmm. and um, you can flip over your label and see if your soap has any animal raw material or not so um we don't really need an animal source to nourish our skin that's as simple as that yeah um it might be a good project if your pet died i've seen a lot of people do this abroad if they generally have farms with a lot of animals and when they yeah. die they just use all the raw materials that is something um, we can look at if they decide not to bury it mm-hmm. but then when it comes to bigger corporations i don't want to take names here but then they st- they use uh, animal carcass as well 
Okay, so what I'm saying is, suppose say a countryside farmer has a couple of pigs on his farm. Okay. So after a pig dies, what these farmers generally do is they don't want to like just bury it, so they'll probably use up all the organs of the animal. Okay. So this, uh, they'll just use it up, use the fat, use every, something they can consume to consume it. Some of them choose to bury it, but most of them choose to make products out of it. So what happens that is, soap is basically a fat plus a a lie. Okay, it's basically a, a basic science reaction. Okay. Um, studied it in high school. So it's basically a fat and a surfactant, which makes a surfactant. Uh -huh. So with this, what happens is they use these uh, animal fats to make their homemade soaps or some cleaners or whatever they want to make. Mm -hmm. But this is a very small thing. When we talk about a bigger corporation like, uh, say, Unilever or uh, some other brand corporation like that who's trying to make soaps on the, that scale mm -hmm. and uh, source these raw materials like say animal fat okay so that it, it becomes a very uh, taxing thing on the environment uh -huh. because if people did not want it in the first place they would never source it yeah so this a kind of a conscious choice that the custom so it's basically a customer's choice to demand for it that's when there's going to be a demand created okay so and there are um, low carbon footprint and water footprint alternatives to these materials okay. um there's definitely a scope of switching to a more sustainable alternatives which can be cost effective because how, that's how supply and demand the supply chain works right yeah so it might turn out to be expensive in the beginning but then it will definitely if everyone starts uh, choosing options without vegan options, then there's going to be a lot more R&D in the space and more products to be offered. So that that's kind of how it works. Okay. Uh, so which are the beauty brands uh, like, yeah, Centaurize Vegan and Homemade, uh, it's, uh, it's van. Okay. So which are the brands which, which are very popular and vegan and are sustainable? Okay. Uh, so um, every brand that I know of has because they were not vegan in the beginning because that's when we, when you study about environmental sustainability okay. and the environment stuff they don't want to really rule out the whole line of products that they have because some customers are already used to it and it works really well on their skin uh -huh. and when they say that overnight okay i've ruled out this whole line that and made it vegan all most of the customers won't be okay with it mm -hmm. so the lines i've I um, admire is uh, Lush. They mm -hmm. are, uh, in, when it comes to environmental sustainability, they offer a lot of package free products. Okay. Um, and, uh, they're very transparent about their practices. Okay. And uh, they believe in ethical and fair trading the sources, uh, like they uh, believe in fair trading of the resources. Okay. And they also uh, donate to a lot of environmental projects. Mm -hmm. And they're the, I really appreciate the transparency and they uh, make pack the boxes are plastic, but they all are uh, social plastic. Like all the trash that's collected, that is recycled into containers. Okay. So this is uh, a brand I really look up to, but um, even though like we have uh, at Centora, we have something else in mind. They have a, at Lush, they have a line of products that are exclusively vegan and there are a line of products that are vegetarian. They're all vegetarian products, but there are some which have honey and um, some something like some milk and stuff like that. I'm not really sure, but they have a line of products that are uh, there to cater for the vegan um, folks needs. 
and there's one more brand i really um, look up to it's a uk based brand and it's called zero waste path mm-hmm. so these are two brands that i really really admire and um, we've kind of uh, we are kind of inspired by these brands mm-hmm. okay uh, so how how uh, well does uh, centura works in packaging uh, pardon me uh, how 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 do you work on packaging at centura Okay. Uh, when it comes to packaging, uh, we use uh, mostly glass jars for packaging all our liquid raw material, like our body butters, lip balms, and all that. And we recently launched a shampoo bar line, and all of them are our soaps and shampoo bars are package free. That is, uh, they're solid, uh, solid products. Okay. They don't have a packaging of any sort. We just pa- pack them in unbleached paper or newspaper. Or uh, I still have a lot of notes from my uh, undergrad degree. So we actually use uh, the notes uh, okay. to package these uh, soaps and shampoo bars, and the other products um, are usually packed in glass. And as I mentioned, uh, we have a jar return scheme, so okay. we take back jars if the customer doesn't need it anymore, mm-hmm. and um, pack them in cardboard boxes. Okay. And it's a cushion with newspapers or unbleached uh, or any clean papers. Uh-huh. So. What are the products uh, Centura has? Okay, uh, when it comes to our line of products, we have shampoo bars, we have soaps. These are package free, okay. and we have cream deodorants. Okay, and we have lip balms. We have solid perfumes. We have uh, body butters that are basically moisturizers, uh-huh. and we have a couple. And we have a hair oil and a multi-purpose face oil. Okay, and have a a couple of face packs and body scrubs. And we resell a uh, a certain brand of tooth powder called Nanjan Good Tooth Powder uh-huh. that are extremely uh, affordable. They come in packets of ten rupees each, and they're about eighteen grams. It might last around a month for a person. Okay. And because we, uh, these people are already in business for a couple of decades now, we decided to just resell these products to people and get them back in business again and make them famous again, okay. rather than do new R and D and selling a toothpaste for. I don't know, two hundred rupees, three hundred. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So because affordability was in our mind, we thought we'll just resell these guys' amazing product. Yeah. So about everything we have in our st- store. So uh, the two, which are the products you use and um, you think um, are more likely people would like? So uh, the best sellers, uh, in my opinion, is um, the cream deodorant. Okay. Um, it's. So um, usually these spray bottles are not recyclable and um, they have to be clean. So it's very difficult to clean a aerosol spray can. Uh-huh. Uh, and also because it's sometimes it's very strongly smelled. A lot of people uh, personally, for me, I had a migraine issue when I started uh, tried using these deodorants. Uh-huh. So for me, it was a win. So um, well, it's a nat- the cream deodorants, and then we have uh, shampoo bars and our package-free soaps. Okay. Um, because it's um, not only just because it's package free. There are um, we've heard from a lot of customers saying it's better than everything they've bought in stores. Okay. So that is the that is one more. And the other best seller is our multi-purpose nourisher oil mm-hmm. and our perfumes because they're very tiny and they're very easy to carry around. Mm-hmm. And people can discreetly, uh, you know, apply perfume on themselves. So. Yeah. These are our best sellers, but we also uh, like have a lot of people who love our body butters because we can customize it for people. So um, 
we have products that are in demand and something we all generally use instead of making products that nobody uses yeah. so that was another aim like we don't want to sell a new product to people saying you need this instead whatever you're using we're going to make that in a more sustainable fashion okay. so like you don't feel like you've gotten a new product to your house instead it's just a simple to a new brand mm-hmm. um that's it so I, I i got to know that you're vegan yeah uh, so how did you get into veganism okay um the first thing is um i've been a vegetarian uh, for most of my life okay so it's a very difficult switch for me but um although we are all um at least in india we are we thrive on buttermilk on curd on ghee yeah, yeah. we love those products yeah. and cheese because we love our pizzas and yeah. i'm a coffee addict so i need a lot of coffee every day uh-huh. so uh, with me i was i was i did not want to make a change overnight because i knew it, it was going to mess up with my with my body rhythm yeah. so it was important to do my own r&d and find the products that are actually going to work mm-hmm. so i used to um, because we used to go to a lot of flea markets and stuff we used to meet a lot of small brands that are making an effort to uh, uh, offer sustainable and vegan options uh-huh. to people and yeah. we used to try out milk first switch had to be milk and ghee for me okay. so and then the local brand it's called good milk uh, that's how i switched to a cashew oat based milk okay and we found a brand that actually sells a vegan ghee okay so we st- switched to ghee we i switched product by product because it's going to be difficult for me and because um, plant based milks are a little more expensive than the dairy yeah. based yeah. dairy milk uh, i can't drink as much coffee as i used to drink yeah. otherwise yeah. when it when it used to be um, cow's milk i used to drink around 8 to 9 glasses of coffee every day because i love coffee that much yeah. mm-hmm. so, milk what happened i could not afford to drink 8 glasses of coffee every day yeah. <laughs> i had to drink around 1 to 2 glasses and that that was kind of beneficial for me because i don't think i need that much caffeine in my body anyway yeah. so that was i i started noticing other health benefits that were associated with making this switch rather than making myself feel like i'm depriving myself of say healthy stuff or something like and it was a little difficult for my mom to come to terms with it because she thought we were losing me and my sister were losing weight because of switching to plant based milk so we had to kind of explain to her look it's because of the plastic we've been avoiding in our life so we haven't we haven't been eating sugar loaded biscuits so there there's a lot associated with it so first was um, it was product by product and the thing is uh, the taste is a little it's going to be a little different so you need to get yeah. acquired to the taste mm-hmm. so um after uh, the milk and the ghee we started exploring cheese because cheese is so important yeah. uh, so we started exploring cheese and then we found a couple of uh, cheese brands that are that make amazing cheese mm-hmm. um I'll call them out um it's called bombay cheese company they are a bombay based brand that makes amazing cheddar cheese okay and then uh, we um that, that's most of the cheese we usually eat it tastes exactly like our britannia cheese okay so that was the cheese and then uh, slowly uh, curd because okay. curd is a quiet taste just like wine and uh, good milk has peanut curd uh-huh. we were to to make our own most of the vegans make their own milk and curd but then i don't really have the time to make all that uh-huh. with my work in centora and all that yeah. so we started curd and it's an acquired as i mentioned it's an acquired taste we had to give it a, at least 15 days yeah. to get used to the taste 
so we started, yeah so all that and then there was peanut uh, peanut curd and then there was a uh, butter all these switches and it's good to realize that we're not depending on so much fat on yeah. a, 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 we don't want to put so much fat into our body so it was it was not very hard but then you should be a, willing to explore yeah so how you also have a page named let's bake if i'm not wrong yeah let's get baked yeah, yeah. so this was something uh, started by ambika uh, me and ambika too so okay. uh, the organization we used to work for um we had a fundraiser every year there's a fundraiser that happens so that year we decided to bake cookies and cake okay so what happened we thought okay we really enjoy raising funds for charity uh-huh. and we like baking so um ambika i and my sister my sister loves uh, experimenting with foods and uh, bake uh, baking other stuff so okay. the three of us started why don't we just um you know talk about all the foods we make that are very easy like we don't want to follow like 20 ingredient food items instead like baking for simple people with whole ingredients that are at home so we started baking uh, back then when we started it in 2017 we were not really uh, into veganism or we did not understand the environmental impacts of it but then later um, we started expl- when as and when we were exploring our vegan options we started documenting that as well so we do- documented uh, the food we made with um, all the uh, dairy um, plant based alternatives but we also mentioned we can if somebody does not have access to a plant based uh, ingredient they can replace it with a non vegan ingredient and we mention we usually mention that as well mm-hmm. so we were, uh, we started uh, recording documenting all the food we make and then we started do putting up pop ups for let's get baked as well okay. to sell vegan cookies and um, some gluten free options uh-huh. um to make sure to make people understand that yes a uh, vegan food tastes good too so there's this whole big notion that okay if it's vegan it's not going to taste good because it doesn't have milk and eggs yeah. so what we did was we did not market ourselves as we are vegan bakes we just told them we have bakes and they're homemade with fresh ingredients Mm-hmm. so they tried and after they we asked them if they liked it and we told them it's vegan and they barely made a dif- they could make out the difference okay so yeah so we really enjoyed doing that and so whenever we put up uh, good events and stuff uh, ambika and i take a, take care of a centora stall and my sister along with my mom they take care of a let's get bake stall okay so yeah that's all about that yeah that's interesting so yeah. how, how is uh, how centora getting affected in this hard time of coronavirus So uh during this time I understand even though we have uh, essentials uh, so that we're selling uh to uh, keep safety as priority we really stopped manufacturing and distributing any of the products okay and during this time we have um taken upon us a responsibility to educate our customers we started something called stay informed with centora okay. and it's an but to educate people about what really makes products sustainable and the kind of fear mongering marketing tactics other brands use mm-hmm. to um basically lure customers into buying their products mm-hmm. so that's basically absence of transparency so we've decided to do this during quarantine educating our customers okay. about you know the side effects and benefits of many ingredients in the products mm-hmm. busting related to uh, self care and cosmetics and stuff like that so we are we are just um doing some r and d for ourselves 
researching on new chemistry concepts because we don't have chemistry backgrounds we have decided to study some cosmetic chemistry now because we need to know what we're talking about right now yes. so uh, we cannot just tell them that that's it's natural and just sell some product to just anybody so yeah. decided to take uh, we've become responsible enough to do this and we feel it's our responsibility to educate our customers rather than trying to sell our products to them okay. so we've been doing this now during the quarantine but yeah so wonderful so i just have last five questions for you so what what is the best advice you ever received pardon me a best advice you ever received so the best advice i've received is just go for it do whatever you feel like doing if you fail you you learn lessons if uh-huh. it, it's a hit then you did it like you didn't you don't lose anything it's just trying that's just try it and this is an advice i gave myself and i kind of give this to everybody because okay. if you have an idea uh, like just go for it just like how you you have you doing this like you had an idea you did it you did not know how best going to go and stuff right yeah. just go for it so a worst advice you ever received you worst advice is probably that you know uh, when it comes to my because i have another full time job my advice some people told me that you know why do you have to sail on to like try to sail on to boats concentrate on one of them uh-huh. and become successful in one of them but that's really now how it works one is passion and the other one is something you studied and something you yeah. like so um that's something like don't just you know that's a dumb advice but then don't listen to them do whatever you want to do. yeah okay so uh, what did you learn from your failures of uh, I'm, i'm pretty much sure you had some failures in centaur also yes. what did you learn from them so uh, failures are very disheartening and it kind of makes you lose motivation mm-hmm. uh thing you learned over time is accept your failures however it is and try to build on it and something else is be as much as transparent you can with your customers and with your ethics and th- that way people can actually understand what you're doing and they like if you you're failing if you just tell your customers be very honest with them and tell them what's going on The, your customers will definitely have your back because of the transparency and the yeah. rapport you maintain with them so uh, that is something like learn from the failures by you know improving on it and accepting the failure as it's it's a stepping stone okay so what would be an advice for 18 year old self your your 18 year old self 18 year old self yeah um i would just be like don't feel insecure about however you are Uh-huh. and very important when we are in our teenage sometimes we all have our own uh, hormonal cycles and stuff like that and there's something that's going to change in your body and people change in different ways yeah. so this insecurity is going to be very common until you reach your early 20s mm-hmm. and one really tells you this that it's normal to feel this way but then everyone's some people are going to be very pretty from the beginning and some people have are going to have some uh, acne breakouts and stuff so if i would tell my adian or old self you know just stay calm and drink lots of water and eat good foods things are going to be fine like it's normal it happens to everybody it's not just you who are like it's you like it happens to everybody but nobody really talks about it because they're kind of embarrassed to talk about it so my last question do you think we forgot about something or would you like to add something So um what I would say it's it's not very specific to just Centora but I would like to ask all my um ask everyone who's listening to this 
um, to just be a little more mindful about what you're consuming and you don't have to make switches overnight to something that's more sustainable make sure you go through stuff and understand what is really sustainable and what somebody markets as being sustainable so somebody might just come and tell you you know hey look this product is green but it's important to ask them how it is green and its environmental impacts and it's it's your choice nobody has the right to tell you what to do but then you have the right to learn about everything like how it's made or anything else about it just be more mindful and let's not waste more resources anymore so that's something that's very important like don't buy stuff because you like experimenting but then be more mindful about what you're consuming it might not be material products but also the kind of information you let inside your head like it it does it it's okay to read like funny memes and trashy st- stuff that makes fun of others but then how much of it are you going to consume like yeah. listen to good podcasts on youtube and on uh, spotify support such small artists yeah. rather than you know just be mindful about what you're consuming that's it okay So the last question I have: Where can they contact you? Uh, okay, uh, so you can contact Centora on Instagram, on Facebook, and on you can email us. We are always available on DMs. Uh-huh. And if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can follow me, Brinda Shridhar. You can talk to me about anything veganism, skincare, all zero waste. You can talk to me about anything, even if you want to like color your hair crazy green. That's also uh-huh. fine. You can ask me about how to do that. Okay. Yeah, so you can just yeah you can hit me up there, and then you can get in touch with my co-founder, Sedora's uh, co-founder Amrita at One Meeting Soul. She's a content creator. Anybody needs anything to do with content, music production, um, you can hit her up at One Meeting Soul or Amrita Gayatri on uh, Instagram. And if anybody is interested in uh, checking out easy to make vegan foods, then it's let's. Take dot in on Instagram. We are yeah. very active on social media, so we're going to respond very immediately. Okay, yeah. So thank you very much. Um, this, this thank you so much, Lakshad. Uh, you gave a lot of information regards to vegan beauty and veganism. So thanks to you for joining in. Um, yeah, that's it from my side. Thank you so much, Lakshad. It was really fun chatting.